Well, hello there. It's time again for the Florida Roundtable. How are you? It's Melissa Fox. I hope you're enjoying your weekend. We're going to talk this episode about all kinds of fun stuff, including a new TV show that's out there called The Traitor. We'll be talking about vasectomies. It's March Madness, guys. What better time to sit on the couch, huh? Cats. We got cats. We'll talk about dogs. How about not crating your dog? I'll tell you why. Very, very important. Lots of stuff coming up for you. Good information. Grab a pen and a piece of paper. Get a cup of coffee. Sit down and let's do this. It is the Florida Roundtable. And if you want to hear replays of the show, you can find the Florida Roundtable on the iHeartRadio app. Just search Florida Roundtable. We'll start everything in just a couple of minutes, so you stay right there. You're listening to the Florida Talk and Entertainment Network. If you're a diabetic, we have great news. You can end the painful finger sticks with a new CGM. Plus, they may be covered by Medicare, Medicaid, or private insurance. If you test and inject daily, you may qualify. Call U.S. Med now to learn more. 800-513-1652. 800-513-1652. That's 800-513-1652. When it comes to taking care of your acreage, don't mess around. Toro zero-turn mowers cut big yards down to size in less time, so you can spend more time hunting, fishing, or just enjoying the day. Built with comfort-enhancing, productivity-boosting features like MyRide suspension that takes the ache out of acreage, massive rear-drive tires for ultimate traction, and ultra-durable Ironforge cutting decks you can rely on for years to come. Bowl through anything that dares get in your way. Toro, count on it. Visit toro.com slash zero turn to find yours. Looking to make your garden fresh and new this spring? Quality Green Specialists in DeLand has what you're looking for. Fancy shrubs, large trees like magnolias and hollies, beautiful flowers like supertunias and azaleas, olives, citrus, peaches, blueberries, vegetables and herbs too. Enjoy gardening at its best. Select from our quality fertilizers and organics like azomite. Great plants, sustainable products. Friendly expert advice. 335 West Michigan Avenue, DeLand and online at qualitygreenspecialist.com. Florida has over 2,000 miles of shoreline, over 4,000 square miles of lakes, and over 11,000 miles of rivers, streams, and waterways. Which means no matter how big your boat, how bright your life jacket, how loud you shout, finding you in the case of an emergency is going to be really difficult. Unless you have an emergency locator beacon. Odds are you'll never need it. But the odds for you are tremendously better if you ever do. Learn more about emergency locator beacons at myfwc.com. Brought to you by the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission. It's the Florida Roundtable, and as you know, I love our natives. I do. Yes, all of you. Even people over in the Melbourne area. Mm Mm-hmm. But Florida brings us another great person, an interesting, uh, let's see, star, breakout star even. That's what we're calling her. The Trader. that is the name of the new series on Peacock, and it is a very interesting competition series. With that in mind, here's the star, Kate Chastain. Welcome to the roundtable today. How you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. So are you uh, born and raised over in Melbourne, Florida? Oh, no. Yeah, I was born and raised in Melbourne Beach. I'm proud Space Coast resident. What is this competition? It is a reality competition show set in the Scottish Highlands in a castle. Myself and nine other reality TV familiar faces joined 10 just civilian American cast members, and we're all competing for a quarter of a million dollars. The only catch is there's traitors amongst us 
who are working to send us home at night so they can ultimately take home all of the money. Wow. And Alan Cummings hosts this. Alan Cummings is uh, fantastic. He's found his British roots again. And you guys are in castles in the Highland? Is That is crazy. I was on a show called Below Deck on Bravo for six years. And so one day I was just walking my dog in Florida and I got a phone call from my favorite Bravo or NBC executive that I knew from my time on Below Deck. And he said, Kate, I've got a new show on Peacock and I think it's perfect for you. And I was so flattered. And then when I heard that it was the ultimate game of manipulation and deceit, I was a little less flattered. But uh, <laughs> he sold me when he told me it was in a castle in Scotland. Right. And Alan Cummins is going to host it. So, there, And with his own, you mentioned his Scottish wardrobe. From what I understand, Alan is using his own wardrobe. This isn't like props and wardrobe came in and they, you know, someone dressed him. He's doing all of his outfits are from his own uh, collection. It is quite fantastic. I actually think I saw on YouTube once that he even has his own design of tartan. What? His own Alan Cumming tartan that he had made in a Scottish tartan mill. Wow, that is fascinating. Did you look up tartans at all for yourself? I don't know about Castain or Chastain, but, you know, it could have some sort of Scotch-Irish uh, descendants, right? I mean, I don't think I have a pre-existing one, but I would love to go design one. But I think I have to go back to Scotland on my own trip because we were a little busy with all the <laughs> challenges and the traders hunting and the not getting banished from the castle while I was there. This is an interesting show, folks, you need to check out. It's on Peacock. It's the newest hit competition series. It's called The Traders. And we've got 20 of America's most cunning contestants. Apparently, they think you're a cunning young lady. Uh, and a mix oh. of famous faces and everyday Americans. Are you a famous face or an everyday American? I think you're both because I've watched on Below Deck. Exactly. And, yeah. See, that's a uh, five-time Emmy Award-nominated Alan Cumming hosts it. And you guys have, like, all these weird challenges. You earn money. But the catch is three of the contestants out of 20 are coined the traitors, and they're going to devise plans to steal the prize from the other contestants. It is already airing on um, Peacock. Of course, you can find that streaming on your Peacock app. Um, anything we need to know extra about the traitors that might be something, you know, a little eye candy, something to look for, Easter eggs? You know, I was wearing a uniform for about six years on Below Deck, so I was really excited for Florida, especially, to get to show off my winter coat collection. Huh. Look at that. Yeah, again, the Florida winter coat collection. That's one where we pull it out of the closet. We wear it for two days, once a year or twice a year, and then we put exactly. it back in again. Yeah, I have coats 30 years old that don't even have a wrinkle on them yet. Uh, we're talking with Kate exactly. Chastain. What's next for you? The Traders, you did Below Deck for six seasons. What's going on next? Well, actually, I'm six months pregnant, so I'm expecting a child in oh. May, and I, I anticipate that's going to be taking up quite a bit of my time. I think you might be right. Well, congratulations on the impending new one. And again, great job with the show. Everybody, I really want you to go out and watch this intense show, Ultimate Game of Treachery and Deceit, all-star cast. With us right now, Kate Chastain, The Traders on Peacock. Kate, it's been a pleasure talking with you. If you ever get a chance, you stop by our studios here in Maitland. I'm sure everyone would love to talk to you. Sounds good. Thank you so much. We appreciate you. Anyway, you get yourself to that TV. Check out the Peacock Network. They got all kinds of good stuff like Kate Chastain and the Traders. We'll talk to you soon, Kate. Thank you so much for being on the Florida Roundtable today. 
How would you like to get high-speed internet for your home for less than $2 a day? That's right. For about 50 bucks a month, you'll get lightning-fast internet. Are you paying less than 50 bucks a month right now for your internet? Then call Whole Home Connect right now for blazing fast internet at 50 bucks a month with no price increases, no hidden fees, no contracts, no upfront costs, no equipment fees. It's a great deal. And guess what? You can try it for 15 days. If you don't like it, you get your money back. But you're going to love it. And you're going to love the price. Internet for your home for 50 bucks a month. That's less than 2 bucks a day. Plus, no contracts, no upfront costs, no equipment fees. And our 15-day guarantee. Call now. 800-897-5406. 800-897-5406. 800-897-5406. That's 800-897-5406. Hello, I'm Hector Elizondo, Emmy Award-winning actor, and I want to talk to you about getting older. My body hurts, my joints ache, and sometimes I forget. I forget that doing all your own scenes for a movie isn't always the best decision, especially when you're galloping side saddle down a countryside road on a horse named Archie Bello, who seems to have only one speed, high. And pulling on his reins only seems to encourage him to go even faster. So, of course, my body hurts and my joints ache, but it's not because of my age. It's because I'm living my life. Oh, Archie Bello! Don't let life pass you by. Take care of your brain health. It may just help you stay on top of your game. As soon as this scene wraps, I'm going to kiss the ground, thank Archie Bello for his outstanding performance, feed him a carrot, and visit brainhealth.gov. Find out how you can make the most of your brain as you age at brainhealth.gov. It's the Florida Roundtable, and did you know there's three times of year of the year where um, guys get vasectomies? No, no, I'm just going to throw it right out there. Yeah, yeah, vasectomies. One would be at the end of the year, Valentine's Day, and during March Madness. I know, that's kind of kooky, right? With me, I've got Dr. Brombot. Did I say that right, Dr.? Yep, Dr. B, as my patients call yeah, me. That would probably be the best. Now, you're a urologist uh, at the Orlando Health Medical Group Urology, and we're going to talk today about the ins and outs of the vasectomy. Now, boys, don't tune out. We need you. <laughs> Immediately you hear that, and the guys are like, oh, no, you're not going to touch my stuff. So first and foremost, tell me, what is a vasectomy? So vasectomy is a, a male-driven form of birth control. That's essentially where we take the small little tube where the sperm from the testicles come out into the ejaculate, and we just divide it. All we're really doing is cutting off that, 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 that channel. So when we cut off that channel, then you're not going to have a baby afterwards when you, when you do have an ejaculation. So I think you mentioned something really cool is men do get scared. So even me describing that, I'm sure men got a little right. bit turned off by it. But what I tell all my guys when they come and see me in the office is, it, I know it sounds pretty exotic, but it's actually a very simple, um, only takes less than 10-minute office-based procedure that really makes you free for the rest of your, your, your life when it comes to birth control. Yeah, I'm going to have some more questions, too, coming up. But first, let's talk a little bit about the vasectomy itself. You say that that's one of only two viable ways um, for contraception for men. The other, of course, a prophylactic or a condom. Yeah, and when you look at the effectiveness rates, uh, vasectomy is, is the most effective. Condoms have a failure rate of about 
uh, withdrawing or pulling out, there's a failure rate about 30, 40 percent. There is a much more effective form of birth control, which is not have sex at all. But oh, then, yeah. you know, obviously, you know, yeah. that's not an option for most men. There's that. Yeah. Yeah. So does it hurt? So vasectomy, when we do it in the office, you may feel some pressure and stuff when we're actually doing the procedure. But afterwards, there really isn't much pain. It, most of the time when men do have pain, it's because they're doing something they're not supposed to be doing. So that's why I recommend to my men is, hey, for the first two days or even the first week, just take it easy. You're going to have two things in your hands. You're going to have a bag of ice that you're going to keep on your balls uh, to help with swelling, and you're going to have a remote control. And yeah. watch some TV, Netflix, See? watch March Madness. Exactly. The, the less you do the first two days, the quicker recovery you're going to have. Right, because you uh, basically, well, the procedure itself is done under what, a local anesthesia? Yep, it's under local anesthesia. There's a few select patients that want to be put completely to sleep that we can also do, but most of the time it's done in the office with you awake, having a conversation with us, and us numbing up things locally in the scrotum. And it's done through two small openings. We actually do something called a no-scapal vasectomy, so there's really no cuts. We just make small little openings Find those tubes and then divide them. Ah, division of the tubes, guys. It's starting to sound a little easier, isn't it? Yes. So right now we're talking with Dr. Brombot. We call him Dr. B. And we've gotten past the part about it hurts a little teeny bit, but for the most part, yeah, this is a perfect time to line it up, uh, if you will, a vasectomy, because as we said, March Madness, you can sit on the couch for several days and recuperate. And you said the efficacy rate is nearly 100%. Is that right? Nearly 100%. The, the numbers that we have to quote our patients is there's a 1 in 2,000 rate of failure. It's extremely low. In my 10 years here, I, I don't think I've had one guy have a failure, but we do have to quote that number to men. But it is cl- as close to 100% as you can get in terms of effectiveness. And how would that happen? Would it would the literally the ends uh, reattach? That what we talked about, you split the two pieces and they would reattach? Is that what would happen then allowing pregnancy? Yes, yes. Ah. Uh, what I tell my patients is God just wants you to have another kid, and that's how it happens. <laughs> but it's extremely rare. When we actually do the procedure, we take every measure. We actually try to put the tubes in different places when we put them back in. We may tie the tubes off. We may even burn the edges off. So we do a lot of things to prevent that from happening, but you know, sometimes things do happen. But some of the more common things, if you don't mind me just letting men sure, know that it's you are there is going to be some swelling. There's going to be some minor pain. A lot of men feel like if I get a vasectomy, I'm going to lose my manhood. My testosterone is going to go down, which is not the case. Some men may have some chronic discomfort or pain in their scrotum after vasectomy. It's a less than 1% chance, but 99.9% of men are getting it done, and then they're very happy. Now, here's a question that I think needs to be addressed. Are these vasectomies immediately effective? No, they're actually, that's a great question. They're not immediately effective because where we divide the tube, you still got swimmers above it. So men actually have to continue using protection until we get a sample in the office, which is usually about one or two months after the vasectomy, and we make sure that they're shooting blanks. Ooh, so the gun is still loaded and the clip's got a few in it as well, huh? Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So, guys, it doesn't take effect immediately. You actually have to uh, knock a few out, many. Uh, maybe uh, like at least thirty out. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> and again, this is a this is a science show right now. So the terminology that we're using is not in a derogatory or a uh, 
sexual way, but rather in a scientific way. But uh, until you guys get the all clear for the sperm count, uh, which is usually, what, about three months maybe after the procedure? Yeah, we say if you, it, however long it takes you to empty 30 times. So some men, it takes a month. Some men, um, it could take up to three months. We do ask that for the first two weeks, you not do anything, and right. then you would slowly start uh, emptying the pipes out. Does, does recovery time vary, too? You mentioned something about uh, the lack of, well, that's probably just the person themselves. What about recovery, though? Uh, you said soreness after a few days. What else? Physical activity. Can, I, can they go out and lift heavy objects or something? So that's a great question. So if you actually see the paperwork we give all of our men in the office, everything's going to be four weeks. Four weeks of not running a marathon, four weeks of not lifting anything heavy, four weeks of just taking it easy. But the reality is we know guys only do half the stuff that's on there. So <laughs> You guys. Uh, and listen, I told you before we started the interview that I'm in the process of looking into getting a vasectomy myself. So, you know, I know I'm watching these, I'm looking, reading the instructions just as, just as in detail as <laughs> our guys do. I, I, I think um, that men usually at about a week can go back to a normal routine, but I can't say that because then men will start going back to a normal routine ah, at day two. Yes. So we do give them the extreme so that they do go through the, the full recovery. Dr. B has figured out, you guys, I have a feeling. So is it usually the woman in a relationship that makes that call? Like your wife is saying, Dr. B, time to snip, snip. I would say it's 50, 50. It is male driven. Uh, about half the time, the other half, the partner is there with them, making sure that they make it to their appointment. But if you look at, you know, if you look at all the female-driven birth controls, you know, they all have their side effects as well. So this definitely is a mutual decision between both couples. And if you look at the effective, effect, effective rates between what the woman can do versus what the man can do, the vasectomy is, is, is I would say, much more effective and has the least overall side effects to the body. So, you know, I am a firm believer in the best form of birth control being a vasectomy. But again, that's that's a decision the man and the and the partner have to make mutually. Hmm. If you're just the tuning in, do, oh, go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, the men that do the best are the ones where it's like a mutual decision. Um, you know, when men are forced into it, that's when some of these issues arise after a vasectomy. So. It's and you, you mean are relationship loving, and all that stuff, yeah. Yeah, if you are a loving partner, make sure that everyone's on the same page about the decision that they're making. Now, as I was going to say, if you're just tuning into the Florida Roundtable, first of all, you're late, but we'll catch you up here. Uh, couples that don't want children, or perhaps your family's already complete. A vasectomy is a reliable, it's an effective means of birth control, but it is uh, it, it is a permanent decision, is that correct, Dr. Brambach? When they come, when you come to the office, you got you got to come in with the mentality that this is permanent. Now, just for full disclosure, there is a procedure called a vasectomy reversal that we do on patients that have reversed their decisions, or now they're in new relationships and they want to um, naturally ha- have babies again. But you should not come in with that mentality that this is reversible because when we go reverse it, it's not covered by insurance. It's very costly, and it's not 100% effective. So you should not go in with the mentality that, oh, I can reverse it later. Go in thinking, this is it. I'm done. This is a decision we're making. Okay. Now, again, I'm going to preface by saying this is a scientific interview. Medical terms are being used here and not in any sort of bad way. Uh, Before I ask this question, does a vasectomy actually affect any of the ejaculate? Uh, it does not. It actually doesn't. You should still have a normal ejaculate. Most of your ejaculate actually comes from 
the prostate right. and the seminal vesicles, which are an organ connected to the prostate. You may see maybe a little decline in volume by like 5 or 10%, but most men don't even notice the difference. Now, after a vasectomy, directly afterwards, you may see little black speculoes or even some blood in your ejaculate, but that's part of the healing process. After you fully recovered, it should all be it should all be uh, hopefully empty and blank and um, the same volume. And the next question we asked and answered already, but sexual activity after the swelling and tenderness in the scrotum is reduced about a week, maybe you say two because guys always cut it in half, so to speak. Yeah, we do say one to two weeks. Um, Sexual activity depends on if you're in sometimes even these little openings we make may take a little bit longer to heal. So just make sure everything is healed before you engage in sexual activity, before you get back into a swimming pool or a bathtub. Once everything's healed, then then you're free game. But as you already mentioned, I appreciate you mentioning that is you're still going to have swimmers in there. So make sure you use protection. Right. And one la- one last thing, a vasectomy does not prevent sexually transmitted diseases or protect you from that. So if you're using protection for those purposes in your relationship, then you're going to have to continue using other forms of protection because you can still get general warts. You can still get HIV, other things. It does not prevent that. The only thing it prevents is a birth or a pregnancy. Reasons that someone would not get a vasectomy. Some reasons men should not get a vasectomy is, number one, if they're feeling forced into it. Number two, if they're like, not 100% sure that they're done uh, with the baby-making factory. And number three, in men that already have chronic pain in their testicles. Like if you if you suffer from pain in the testicles um, chronically uh, or infections of the epididymis or other things that you would discuss with us in the office first, then I would stay away from it because the last thing we want is to do a procedure in there and then your pain gets worse. Is there anywhere we can go for more information, doctor, on vasectomies? Yeah, you're welcome to come to our website, orlandohealth.com slash urology, uh, or you're even welcome to come directly to our website, which is a branch of Orlando Health, which is purclinic.com. There's tons of great information. There's even some blogs on the Orlando Health blogs about vasectomies, A to Z, everything we've discussed, and even in more detail about it. Dr. Brombot, thank you so much for helping us out. And go out there and get your March Madness on and get a vasectomy. And you do that <laughs> too, you. doctor. I think your wife wants you to. <laughs> <laughs> thank uh, you. You got it. You're listening to the Florida Roundtable on the Florida Talk and Entertainment Network. Doc, that's going to work. That was a lot of fun. I think we got a ton of information out there. You know, and I appreciate it. I appreciate uh, making it comfortable for me. So oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. No problem. Hey, uh, this is going to start running Thursday night. Runs all weekend in the early morning hours across Orlando Radio. So, you okay. got, yeah, so if you're wondering. And then it's going to be on an iHeart podcast. So I think we're all okay. set there. All right. Awesome. Back thank to you. It. I appreciate you. You're thank welcome. You, Same you. here. Bye-bye. Thank- Medicaid covered many Floridians during the public health emergency, but now for many, that coverage may end. If you are in jeopardy of losing your health coverage, don't worry. You may qualify for affordable health insurance through the Federal Health Insurance Marketplace. Navigators are ready to help you find the most affordable coverage option. This help is always free and confidential. Visit us at CoveringFlorida.org to learn more. That's CoveringFlorida.org. Drugs and alcohol have real effects on your ability to drive. In fact, last year more than 800 people died in impaired driving crashes in Florida. DUIs are costly and you will lose your license. You may even face jail time. DUIs will stay on your record for 75 years. Driving while impaired has real consequences. Impairment is no illusion. Never drive impaired. 
Brought to you by the Florida Department of Highway Safety and Motor Vehicles. This is the Florida Roundtable on the Florida Talk and Entertainment Network. Hi, I'm Johnny Erickson Tata. Growing up with a brother with autism, Sarah Crump witnessed firsthand how kids with disabilities felt left out by their peers. It's why at the age of 15, Sarah approached her cheerleading coach with an idea to include girls with disabilities on her school's cheer team. Well, what started out as an inclusive high school cheer team in a small town in Iowa has led to what is now known as Sparkle Effect, a thriving nonprofit with over 180 cheer teams across the United States, bringing students with and without disabilities together through cheerleading. The result? More confidence, higher grades, and better school attendance for kids with disabilities. And for those without a disability, new friends and a greater empathy. You want to learn more? Well, visit disabilitycampaign.org, where we have posted a link to the fabulous work known as the Sparkle Effect. We're here early before they wake up. We stay late. We stay informed. We invest in the latest technology. We take the time to train the next generation of doctors and nurses. We work together to make sure we heal their bodies and their minds. We do this not because it's our job, but because this is about our veterans' lives. This is our mission. More than 300,000 of us working as one, together with families and loved ones. No matter where they live in this country, we'll be there. We all come together and stand together to serve our veterans. We stand strong, united. Stand with us in caring for our veterans. Imagine. Imagine being denied an apartment because of your religion, or your race, or because you have children, or a disability. It's so wrong. Yes, but who has the power to stop this? You do. Each of us has the power. The law is on your side. It's illegal for landlords to discriminate because of race, color, religion, sex, national origin, disability, or familial status. If you suspect that you have experienced housing discrimination, file a complaint with HUD immediately so we can investigate it. Fair housing is your right. Use it. To learn more, visit HUD.gov slash fair housing. That's HUD.gov slash fair housing or call 1-800-669-9777, 1-800-669-9777. A public service message from HUD in partnership with the National Fair Housing Alliance. Hey, Melissa, how you doing? Hey, what's up, cat guy? <laughs> yeah, that's right, I'm, I'm calling you cat guy. No, I'm just kidding. That was, uh, that was, that was rude. I'm so sorry. How are you doing, Dr. Evan Anton? I'm a cat guy. I, don't, I can't take offense to it. I've literally got a cat on my lap right now. Seriously? So, oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get this party yeah. started. <laughs> it's the Florida Roundtable, and if you don't have a cat in your lap, well, get one. Go outside and find a cat, won't you? Cat parents are literally everywhere. However, I'm not a cat parent. I used to be. I rescue dogs now, and unfortunately, cats want nothing to do with me. Uh, but uh, they want their kittens to be part of a life, though, right? Yeah, the kittens, your cats, everybody, you want that. So we need to give them 
proper cat care. And with that knowledge comes veterinarian Dr. Evan Anton. Welcome to the show. Hello. Hi. Thank you for having me. So you do have a cat in your lap, hmm? I do. I've got my oldest cat, Willie, in my lap. He's my 16-year-old guy, and he is, he's is he been a cuddler his entire life. So oh. this is a lot of times how things are when we're at home. Aw. Now, see, I did mention in the preface that I'm not a cat person. I had cats. I loved cats. Cats, uh, though, to me, um, honestly, I'd go away for the weekend, leave them a little food, water, you know, their sand dish, whatever. And when I would come home, all I would see would be the rear end of them walking away as if to say, oh, it's just you. So I, you know, I've never, I've never got that greeting from a cat like I get from a dog. But can you give us some tips on how we can keep cats healthy? Because I'm not a hater, not at all. I love the cats, just not in my house. That's all. So how do we keep them happy I and healthy? I tell people if you think you don't like cats, you just haven't met the right cat. Right, right. My, my alone here has converted many people into what they thought was not being a fan of cats to suddenly wanting to find a cat friend. So anyway, starting to answer your question. Um, yeah, some tips that we should talk about today. You know, one that just, a to, you know, a topic that doesn't get discussed enough is the litter topic. And so, of course, I, you know, one of the tips being, you know, I want you to find a litter that you and your cat are going to love that you guys can work with. And when it comes to that litter, I want you guys to keep that box clean. So if you can scoop it on a daily basis and just get all the day's waste out of there, that would be ideal. Um, and a big thing with litter and the litter box is litter box location. And this is something that a lot of people don't think about, but that's really important for your cat being comfortable using the litter box. So we want to put that in a space where they feel comfortable and they don't feel vulnerable. It's not out in the open and it's ideally cornered somewhere where they can see everything going on outside the box or in the front of the box window. So they're not getting, you know, uh, ambushed or attacked by other cats or dogs or children or what, you know, what, what not at home. And they're just aware of their surroundings. And that's, that's, that's going to make them more comfortable, just like people. Yeah, so cats need um, their general, privacy. Is that, what, is that what you're saying? Cats need their privacy. Yeah, exactly. I mean, really, they do. It's funny, but, like, they do. It really, that, that really, really helps. The last thing we want to do is, you know, put a cat in a situation where they're afraid or, you know, are uncomfortable using their box when it's something they need to do multiple times a day every day. Now, Dr. Anton, uh, I have heard that the box cleaning thing, I've heard many different uh, answers every day, leave it sit so they know it's theirs, clean it at least every two weeks, pick out the dudes. I mean, what is the real math and why is it so important to keep that litter box clean? Yeah, definitely every day. So the, the, the cat knows it's there. Even if it's a clean litter box, they're not going to forget where their litter is just because they don't have their scented, you know, pheromone-scented pee and poo and stuff in there. So you, you can clean it every day. You don't need to wait. You don't need to bring out just the poops. Um, uh, yeah, every day. And it's, it's not just for the, the sake of your home not smelling like a litter box, but it's also in the best interest of their health. It's better for their skin and their paws and their respiratory tracts as well. Is there a kind of litter that is better than others? Because, I mean, there, I have friends who have cats, and you walk in their house, and you would never know they have cats. I have friends who have a cat, and you walk in their house, and you're like, wow, you have a cat. So is it the litter that's making the difference? It's certainly making one of the differences, in my opinion. You know, I've partnered with Cats Pride, but for good reason. They're an awesome, awesome litter brand. And uh, one of the reasons being is their, their scent control. Their odor control, in my experience, is better than any other litter I've used. Not just saying that. I'll, I'll, I'll say that whether or not I'm partnering with them. It, it really is phenomenal litter. And some other things I like about them is that they're 90, it's 99% dust-free. So that's, 
that's really helpful when it comes to smell, but it's also helpful and more importantly for our health and our cat's health. Those aerosolized dust particles are not good for either of our respiratory tracts, us or our cats. Um, and then it's, it's lightweight. You know, it weighs about half as much as your conventional litter, so it's a lot easier to work with. I have three cats at home, and I'm doing a lot of litter box cleaning and changing and turning, you know, a, a you know, 20-something pound box or, or, you know, container into half that is a lot easier to work with, especially when I've got multiple boxes going into the trash bin that i got to take out to the outdoor trash. Uh, I find that very convenient. Now, I'm just looking at your background. We're talking with Dr. Evan Anton, and you are not only a, a cat lover, but you're also a small animal exotic and wildlife veterinarian. What has been one of your most exotic uh, encounters? Mm. Um, it's hard to say. I think that probably depends on the person, what they think is exotic. I mean, uh, a lot of people haven't, haven't even heard of a binturong, for <laughs> okay. example, also known as an Asian bear cat, native to Southeast Asia. But I've worked with rhinos, chimps, chimps, a lot of big cats, leopards, jaguars, lions, um, a lot of other primate species, lots of crazy reptile species, cobras, gaboon vipers, reticulated pythons, Dang. crocodiles. I mean, the, the list goes on. All right. <laughs> All right. What were some of the things that you saw while you were studying in Tanzania then? <laughs> uh, Tan so Tanzania, yeah. I spent a semester there, uh, a semester abroad in undergrad studying ecology and wildlife conservation. Um, and that was incredible. I mean, I got to spend time in the Ngorogoro Crater and Serengeti National Park and oh, some wow. other private reserves and big national parks along northern Tanzania. Um, and I uh, did a whole program, again, based on ecology and wildlife conservation. So I really learned a lot about what it means to conserve wildlife, how that's different in Africa, and how that plays into uh, the people living in Tanzania as well. Wow, this is fun. This is interesting, actually. I love the fact that we're here talking about cats and living their best uh, cat litter life. But the fact that you've gone and, and seen some of the most exotic animals in the world, is I just love that. I, I think that's great. We're talking with Dr. Evan Anson. Um, you've got the doctorate in veterinary medicine from Colorado State University. You work with small animals. Um, what is a very important tip that we can give our cat friends to make sure that their animals, their pets, their loves live nine full lives? When it comes to that, you know, staying on top of preventative medicine is huge. You know, make sure your cat's getting their vaccinations. Depending on where you live, if they need any other uh, specialized care, flea treatment or, or deworming and whatnot. And I think one of the biggest ones, too, is keep your cats indoors. You know, letting your cats roam around outdoors puts their health in risk in so many different ways. Um, I really, a lot, a lot can happen out there, whether it's infectious disease or fights or parasites from other cats or dogs or wildlife or getting hit by a car. I mean, the list kind of goes on there, so that's important for their health. And then a little side note, I mean, outdoor cats and feral cats are responsible for killing billions of wildlife animals every year. So if we can try to conserve our wildlife better by keeping our cats indoors, that's just another reason to do so. Ah, I like that. Pretty good information going out there. Let's get back to the uh, the cat litter. Why uh, is it so important to choose the right litter? Well, just one more time for my cat friends out there. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, this is something you want to find that's going to work for both you and your cat. Again, I love cats probably because it's lightweight. It's 99% dust-free. It's the best odor control litter that I know of. And something I really love about them is their Litter for Good program. And so what this is, is for every jug of litter still, they donate a pound of litter to shelters across the country. And they do this every year. And they're helping shelter cats find their forever homes. And for someone that has three 
rescue cats, two of which came from shelters, that really means a lot to me. And I'm, I'm a big adopt, don't shop guy. So anytime we can, you know, do more for our, our shelters and our rescues that really do need the help, uh, I appreciate that. And for a brand like this to do that, it means a lot. Hey, can you tell us how we can lend a paw <laughs> and nominate our local shelters so they can also reserve, uh, receive litter donations? You know, uh, yeah, I mean, if, if anyone can go to catspride.com and learn more about that. Uh, I'm pretty sure the shelters can do uh, just the same thing and, and go to catspride.com. They're on social media as well, so if you want to reach out to them through through that means, I think that would be fine. They're at catspride on Instagram and other social platforms. Um, but, yeah, if you're a shelter, yeah, please contact them, reach out, and um, and then uh, kind of take it from there. That's, that's not my wheelhouse. I don't have any control or say of that, but right, right. Uh, the brand has been great to partner with from my perspective, and so hopefully they'd be able to help some of those guys out too. Oh, that's fantastic. We've been talking with Dr. Evan Anton. He is a veterinarian of all kinds of animals, small ones, exotic animals, wildlife, you name it. Uh, we've been talking about choosing the right cat litter, among other things. Uh, what's next for you? Anything big? Yeah, actually, I'm very excited. So in about a week from today, I'm headed to the Republic of the Congo, and I'll be meeting up with uh, some of the team with the Jane Goodall Institute and spending some time at one of their chimp wildlife rescues. And I'll be getting to do some wildlife volunteer work and veterinary work out there. And um, it's a country I've not been to before. I've been to other parts of Central Africa, but not uh, Republic of the Congo. So I am pretty pumped. That sounds fascinating. Uh, you sure you have room for a little carry-on partner? <laughs> I'm pocket-sized. How flexible are you? you some <laughs> luggage there. I am pocket-sized. <laughs> hey, Dr. Anton, it's been awesome talking to you. Cat lovers everywhere, thank you for listening to this. And, uh, hey, good luck in the Congo. That sounds like an adventure that is fit for you. Um, <laughs> I want to see pictures oh, or it didn't happen. Pictures or it didn't happen. Man. <laughs> You'll see it. Yeah, you can follow my Instagram too, Dr. Evan Anton. I'll, I'll be I'll be posting all about that kind of stuff too. Perfect. Thanks so much for coming on the roundtable today. Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks again for having me. Healthcare.gov is here for you when life happens. If you lost your health coverage because of turning 26, going off Medicaid, leaving your job, or moving, you could be eligible to enroll in new coverage now. And if you need to update your coverage because of marriage or having a baby, you could also be eligible. But don't wait. There's a limited time to enroll. Check your eligibility at healthcare.gov today. Life happens. Get covered. Paid for by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. If your king or queen sago palms have been invaded by Asian cycad scale, it's time to fight back with organic Summit Year-Round Spray Oil. It kills Asian cycad scale and other insect pests, but Summit Year-Round Spray Oil contains no chemical toxins. Insects don't build up a resistance to this horticultural oil, so it keeps working every time you spray. Summit Year-Round Spray Oil is available at fine garden centers and at summitresponsiblesolutions.com. The old way of living with diabetes is a pain. You've got to remember to do your testing and always need to stick your fingers to test your blood sugar. The new way to live your life with diabetes is with a continuous glucose monitor. Apply a discrete sensor on your body and it continuously monitors your glucose levels, helping you spend more time in range and freeing you from painful finger sticks. If you are living with type 1 or type 2 diabetes, 
and you administer insulin three or more times per day or use an insulin pump, you might be eligible for a CGM through your insurance benefits. U.S. Med partners with over 500 private insurance companies and Medicare. We offer free shipping, 90-day supplies, and we bill your insurance. Call us today for a free benefits check. 800-513-1652. That's 800-513-1652. Here's a kind of a goofball question, but we're going to throw it at you anyway. Would you lock someone you love in a cage? No, of course not. No, not you. I know what you're talking about, but no, not you either. But... It's how people still do with their dogs sometimes. They crate them for hours, keep them isolated, sometimes for a whole day while, you know, you know who you are while you're at work. We're going to talk about that because it kind of, it's not a good thing. With that in mind, Rachel Bellis, the Associate Director of Local Affairs for PETA, the People for Ethical Treatment of Animals. Rachel, welcome to the Florida Roundtable. Thanks for having me, Melissa. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, I appreciate this because I often have wondered about crating pets. I have uh, rescue dogs myself, and I never know how they're going to react when they first come into our situation. But how is a crate different from, say, an open plate pen or a crib or even shutting them into a den? And how is that different? Well, imagine being locked in a closet for hours on end or overnight. Um, and you don't know what you did, you don't know why this has happened, you would probably feel scared, lonely, um, fearful. And this is exactly what dogs feel when they're locked inside of a crate for several hours. There is nothing positive about creating your dog. It's just a convenience tool for humans. And that's why it's really important that we're talking about this subject because people do crate their dogs for many, many hours a day. And they're so many other alternatives to to having your dog safe and happy, but also safe within your home. Now, I have friends that use the crate, but they keep it wide open. And the dog actually goes in there and lays down when he wants a break from the humans. So that's a different situation. <laughs> that is not what we're talking about here. We're talking about crating them, locking the front door, leaving the house, going away for hours. And then, uh, yeah, coming back and wondering why your dog is acting odd. So what are some of the other negative impacts, really, for crating? I mean, it's no socialization, right? Right. Crated dogs often show signs of separation anxiety, even aggression, depression, hyperactivity. Like you said, if you leave the crate door open and your dog can come and go as they please, that's different. But um, otherwise, you're preventing them from enjoying life, engaging in normal dog activities. Um, if you need to restrict the space that they're in within your house, you can put up baby gates, um, make sure that your house is dog proof, leaving them with interactive toys like Kongs that you can put peanut butter in to keep them occupied, taking them for walks, always positive reinforcement training. So if you're doing any kind of training, always ending on a positive note. If you're working for hours outside of the home and you can't come home to walk them, ask a trusted friend or family member if you can afford to have a dog walker come in. Um, you know, just make sure that your dog is getting plenty of exercise 
and engaging and getting lots of walks. And these are all things that are going to keep your dog happy and healthy. Don't create your dog. There's nothing, there's nothing positive about creating your dog. Okay. We're talking with Rachel Bellish. She's the Associate Director of Local Affairs for PETA. And we're talking about not creating your dogs, not using it for discipline, not using it for your convenience when you have to leave the house. I also noticed, though, that a lot of people try to use that for house training their dogs or their puppies. I don't understand why they would do that. How do people house train puppies without using a crate? Well, okay, so people, yeah, people do use it for house training, but uh, puppies that are under six months of age, they can't hold it. So even if you lock them in a crate and you think they're not going to go to the bathroom, they will go to the bathroom because they don't have a choice. Their their bodies aren't capable of, of holding it in, and so they are going to relieve themselves. Positive reinforcement training, lots of walks, lots of taking them outside. Um, you can use those pee-pee pads as well. I had a puppy. That's what I used. But I made sure that my puppy was going outside a lot. Now, if you're somebody who wants to bring a dog into your life, into your family, if you are working outside of your home for many hours and you don't have anybody that can come and walk them, you might think about not getting a puppy, getting a, adopting a dog that is already house trained that might be a little bit older. Puppies are a lot of work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they are amazing and they're fun. But there are a lot of work, and it takes a lot of responsibility. Right. And what we found post-pandemic, although some might argue with that pandemic post stuff, um, that a lot of people were working from home, and they bought a companion dog. And now they're being forced to go back mm-hmm. to the job. And uh, I've seen a lot of people uh, re- re- uh, retire their dogs, so to speak, hand them back in, which I think is horrible. However, if you're out there, like Rachel just said, and you're looking for an animal, you might want to take a dog from a pound that's been already trained and is just waiting for love. And, I mean, that is just the best place to go. Now, Rachel, you mentioned – yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, please. No, I was going to – I was just going to reiterate what you said, Melissa, and that people did – they were at home and adoptions went up in shelters, and then when people had to go back to work – they didn't have a plan in place, and so they ended up having to surrender that animal back to the shelter, which is sad. Obviously, we don't want people holding on to animals that they're not going to have time for, that they're not going to care for. But it is people really need to think about it. These impulse adoptions, they're, they're not going to be beneficial down the road. It, you really have to think about whether you have the time um, the energy and and the finances to to have this animal in your family. Uh huh. Exactly. It's a, it's a commitment, folks. And the best thing they can do, if they do get a dog, though, is to dog proof their home. You did mention that earlier, but I wanted to probe a little bit more. When you say dog proof, what does that actually mean? So. Um, Making sure that if you have plants, that the your dog can't get to the plants because they could be toxic. Making sure that your household cleaning products are safely stored away so your dogs can't get at them. Your garbage cans have lids on them so your dog can't get inside. Remote controls, shoes, socks, uh, electrical wires, things like that that could be very um, tantalizing for a dog, very interesting, making sure that they can't get to them. 
And like I said, if you do want to restrict where your dog goes in the house while you're away at work or out and about, you can put up a baby gate. Put the baby gate in the dining room or in the family room so your dog can move around. They have freedom. They can have fun. They can play with their toys, but they're not locked in a crate. It's a cage. Nobody wants to be locked in a cage. I agree. I totally agree with that. Matter of fact, at our house, we use a couple of the baby gates, give them most of the kitchen, living room, and there's a sliding door with a door, doggy door where they can go out to the yard. Um, the only issue we have sometimes, that sometimes the dogs will bark a little bit when we're not home, but we've trained them to try and get them to not do that. But then again, right, Rachel? They're dogs. Barking is kind of what they do here and there. It is. It's like us talking. That's what they do. They want to keep our home safe. They want to let people know that they're there. I have two chihuahuas that love to sit at the window and bark. <laughs> but, you know, this is this is what they do. This is their entertainment. And um, they're communicating and they're keeping their home safe. So let's talk quickly about the five keys, Rachel, to a happy, healthy dog. What are those five keys? Walks. Lots of exercise, dog-proof your home, get um, uh, interactive toys, like I mentioned, Kongs that you can put peanut butter in them, always positive reinforcement training, um, and, you know, taking them on walks. If you can't get home, have a trusted friend or family member come in and do that for you. But above all, do not crate your dog for hours and hours on end. It's it's not stimulating them at all. If anything, it's giving them depression, anxiety, separation anxiety. They can even become hyperactive when they are finally let out and they just go on a rampage because they've been crated all day. I mean, it just makes sense to That's me. That's right. Yeah. I mean, you think mm-hmm. about it. If it was you or a child, perhaps, like a three-year-old. You wouldn't do that to them, would you? That wouldn't make any sense. Rachel uh, is from PETA. She's the Associate Director of Local Affairs. How long have you been working with them, Rachel? Um, I'm, I will celebrate 10 years in April. Oh, thank you so much. Oh, wow. This is good stuff. Yeah. Well, I do appreciate you helping us out today as we talk about uh, animals. we got a lot of animal interviews going on today. So, uh, you know, veterinary things where they've had a lot of advancements. And now a little bit of information because... Your dog is your best friend, not your prisoner. Mm-hmm. Rachel, thank you so much. That's Rachel Bellis joining us right now on the Florida Roundtable. It's been a pleasure talking with you. You as well, Melissa. Thank you. You're listening to the Florida Talk and Entertainment Network. Worried about losing your Medicaid benefits once the public health emergency ends? Don't panic. Affordable options are available through the Federal Health Insurance Marketplace. You don't have to try to figure this out on your own. There are certified health insurance navigators available to help you and your family find the right coverage. There's no obligation and the help is always free. Visit CoveringFlorida.org and find health coverage today. That's CoveringFlorida.org. Life can be full of risks. One thing you shouldn't take a risk with ever is your family's health insurance. If you're self-employed or you now need affordable health insurance, you need to make this free call right now and see how the Health Insurance Helpline can help you get it. 800-398-0651. 800-398-0651. 800-398-0651. 
That's 800-398-0651. Could you use monthly payments to help meet basic needs? Like putting food on the table, paying the rent, or buying new shoes for growing feet. Find out about Supplemental Security Income. You may qualify if your income and financial resources are low and you are 65 or older, or an adult or child with a disability or who is blind. Call 1-800-772-1213 or go to ssa.gov SSI. Produced by Social Security at U.S. taxpayer expense. Drugs and alcohol have real effects on your ability to drive. In fact, last year, more than 800 people died in impaired driving crashes in Florida. DUIs are costly and you will lose your license. You may even face jail time. DUIs will stay on your record for 75 years. Driving while impaired has real consequences. Impairment is no illusion. Never drive impaired. Brought to you by the Florida Department of Highway Safety and Motor Vehicles. Shortness of breath, patients confused, temp 102. He just had an infection. What's going on? He's becoming septic. Antibiotics started. Bed ready, let's move him. Infections can lead to a deadly chain reaction in your body called sepsis. Very quickly, sepsis can cause tissue damage, organ failure, and even death. If you know the risks, can spot the symptoms, and act fast, then you can get ahead of sepsis. Learn more at cdc.gov sepsis. My muscles ached. I was tired all the time. My son had a full-blown asthma attack. It came out of nowhere. The unsettling thing about some symptoms is... I had a fever and these terrible headaches. You don't always know what's causing them. It was Lyme disease from a tick bite. I had Zika virus from a mosquito. He had a reaction to cockroach allergens. Threats to your health can come from unexpected places. Get the facts. Visit pestworld.org. A public service message from the National Pest Management Association. You've been listening to the Florida Roundtable, a news and public affairs presentation of the Florida News Network. The views and opinions expressed during this program are those of the participants and do not necessarily reflect the views of this station's management, ownership, or sponsors.